0: Welcome back to 901 Voices and Votes Podcast, brought to you by 118 Media. I'm Kelly D. I'm Nikki G. I'm Jet Lucas.
1: 901 Voices and Votes Podcast, where we're talking about everything community, politics, news, and your voice, and votes, and why it matters.
0: All right, welcome back to the 901 Voices and Votes Podcast brought to you by 118 Media. I'm Kelly D. I'm Nikki G. And Brother Jet. I'm so glad you're back, Nicole.
1: Oh, I'm glad to be back because I know I probably have to referee a couple of fights on this show today. Mm -hmm. But we ain't going to fight today. We got a special guest here. I'm super excited about this. Kelly, I know you've been wanting this for a while since you saw him. On the news,
0: um, yeah, I, yeah, one of the news stations I saw him on there, and I was like, man, you know what? I need to hear in person the behind scene of the plan because yes. uh, it seemed like everything is set and ready to go. I'm ready to hear it. You know, I'm I'm all about it.
1: I am too. And this is my leaders of color brother.
0: Most definitely, most definitely,
1: Mr. Darrell Cowan.
2: Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! That's what's up. It's a pleasure to be here, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we it's a got the hand clap today.
0: I see.
1: Yeah, so instead of us reading the bio and all that good stuff, we're going to allow you to introduce yourself in HEAL 901 and all the good stuff you are doing in the Memphis community.
2: Awesome, most definitely. Uh, my name is Darrell Cowan. I'm the founder and executive director of HEAL 901. HEAL 901 is a local nonprofit where our motto and mission is cultivating the minds of young leaders. Uh, and it's, it's a field that is di- in dire need. In our city. Uh, we have several programs that we implement all throughout the city uh, in charter schools as well as uh, some community-based uh, programs that we do. and We're a licensed mental health, substance abuse, counseling facility. Uh, there's so much that we have going. It's just a pleasure to be here. I am. Uh, I celebrated my six-year wedding anniversary on yesterday to my Ooh, lovely wife. Congratulations. Uh, we've been together for 22 years. 22 years. I'm 36 years old, so she's been with me since I was 13, 14. Oh, wow. uh, we have three wonderful. Beautiful children, Prince Kiran, uh, Kennedy and Kinsley, uh, two, one boy, two girls. Um, I'm just blessed, man. I'm just blessed. Blessed to be a citizen of the 901 and being able to make a difference in the community that raised me.
3: Good so stuff. Awesome. Good stuff. No, that's great
2: stuff. Appreciate it, family. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. I appreciate it.
1: Congratulations on the wedding anniversary. So let's kick this thing off. So Kelly saw you on the news, and he was like, "Oh my God, we have got to get this dude on the on the show." I was like, "Let's do it."
0: That's what's up. Let's do it. Well, because yeah, because I was so intrigued at the the, the emphasis you put on saving our youth. Most definitely. Because <clears throat> when we look at when we look at any community, we can't survive. We can't even sustain what we have or survive as a community without grooming the next leaders, the youth that comes up behind us. Uh, we have to start thinking in those 20, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50-year plans on how do we develop the future of our community and what it looks like. Uh, kind of like what we talked about um, prior to getting on the mic. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, we have to be progressive on how we teach that and how we groom them to even sustain who we are.
2: Most definitely. I agree 110%. Um, a lot of other cultures do that. Mm-hmm. Their youth are groomed to be the next set of leaders. Right. And what I realized in in the 901 is that our youth are looking for something. They're begging for placement somewhere. And because they find, feel that they have no voice at a lot of the tables, um, what you see is a lot of acting out. And the media makes sure that we see our babies in sometimes the most negative light that we can see our children in. So for me, being a part of the community, I, once again, y'all know I'm a Bible believing Christian. You can't do that under the, uh, when you, unless you are uh, under this Bible are. belt. In this Bible belt, you gotta be with it. Um, but just understanding that the Bible says it takes a village to raise a child. No. So, therefore, if mother's not doing it and our fathers are not stepping up, and we see our education agency can't do it, so who's going to do it? Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to take that initiative and say, you know what? These babies need some help. These babies are trying to say something. We need to listen to them because they are our future. I need some doctors. I need some lawyers. I need some nurses. I need some plumbers. I need some electricians. Amen. I need some uh, some construction workers coming right. up in the next 10, 15 years. And we've years. gotten
1: so far away from that. Most right? well, right. We have gotten so far away from that. We blame everybody. But we really, as a, as a community, We're the fault. have gotten so far away from that. That's not my child. I can't say nothing. They ain't gonna listen to me. You know, we've gotten away from that and instead of really still. And I still do it in my community. The little kids next door, they they still they call me Gigi because they hear my grandbabies call me Gigi, right? I'm
0: like not grandkids. <laughs>
1: Everybody's like, I'm like, your, all your kids. No, they're <laughs> not. Of them. But, yes, they are. But they, but they, you know, they know what are I'm saying? yours. Yeah. And, and I feel responsible for them when I see them outside and they're doing something, they ain't got no business, you know, I step in because I know their mom is not going to do that or whoever is overseeing them. So sometimes we have to uh, step into that arena, even if we don't want to.
0: Most definitely. But I think you said the key thing, right? You said what I, I've been amplifying for the last couple of years during the pandemic. During the pandemic... No one could save your superstar rappers, your basketball players and football players. None of your athletes could save this community. It was your doctors, your nurses, your engineers, people of that nature could save you. Or they were there to help you. But I agree. all them other things couldn't do it. But we amplify them as the superheroes of the world. But they're really not. <laughs> but now to go back to your point to an... Education is the cornerstone to every great society. Most definitely. You hit the point when you said we you need construction workers. You need plumbers. These are the things if the world stopped today and we had to rebuild. I'm telling you right now, in the black community, we're gonna be in trouble. If we had to be on our own, we would be in trouble because we're not producing enough of that. Because we are producing rappers, ball players, everything but the people you need to build a society with. I
2: agree, uh, but we have to go back to the history of where they come from, though. Mm-hmm. See, if you go back to the royal court uh, back in, when you had kings and queens, and who was the one who was always able to be in the king's house, even though they wasn't respected, but because of the role that they played, they got some of those king-type benefits? That would be your court gestures, right? Those comedians, those who can make you laugh. So understanding that even when we go back to the Roman days, when you're talking about the gladiators, those who were able to be able to be in those arenas, they were able while you were practicing and preparing to be able to be in the king's cabinet in his corner in his home and be able to receive some of those benefits. Are we seeing the same thing today?
0: Mm, Maybe, but that's debatable because when you look at that, how you sit in that court is also how you influence the people that you want to someday try to fix becomes a problem, um, but that's that's a debatable,
2: right? Because the question is, are they trying to fix it? Are they just trying to get some money, to get out the community?
0: Hmm?
2: That's yeah. one way. So nah. that, that's honestly that, that, that's what that, I see. Nah, I with you? you know, what, and, and,
0: what, what, and, and, I think and you and, and I are saying say, the same thing. And, and yes, it says
3: something else that that it says something else too that even even especially go. when it comes to especially when it comes to majority black folk. And and white people do it, too. But it says something else when even in your household where you got engineers, you got doctors, you got attorneys, they promote heavily their children being athletes as well. And They just got something else when they don't become athletes. Right. You see these guys, you, you see uh, Christian Brothers University, these top athletes and stuff, these children come from homes where, they, where dads are dentists, dads are, you know, because in the end— even if you don't make the NBA and you go play overseas, you make what a top executive H makes when you get done. But, I don't see a problem with it depends on the child how you behave because there's work that needs to be done in the community. Now the problem is the conveyor belt outside of the community. Mm-hmm. These, when these guys are not associated with the community right because you're making the money to pre- feed and put back into the community so for some some way we need to keep a hand on these young people.
2: I agree 110% uh, and, and, and I might treat this like just the kitchen table and, and you know Appreciate not, it. not the front room you know. So almost, I have to say this when, when we're dealing With this type of thing Inside of our community We have to address Something that's very real That's called black flight Uh, Like we always talk about White flight And how they lead communities uh But who's gonna speak On black flight Ooh. Mm. What about when those professionals are no longer in the community? See, what we're dealing with right now in the inner city is there are a lack of professionals that live truly inside the inner city of Memphis. Come on, so, hey, man. i being one of them. Hey, So what ends up happening is when these babies look and are looking for someone who is successful, who is able to get out of the community that they're in, when there's no more dirt doctors, there's no more nurses, there's no more business owners inside of their community that they see, you can't help it. It's, it's kind of our fault when they see Pookie and Ray Ray, mm-hmm. you know, the drug dealer and the pimp is the ones who's in control of the community,
0: and then you see the same thing on television. Mm-hmm.
2: He, even when I was coming up,
3: there was a dentist that lived in the neighbor na- that had, his shop was in the neighborhood. Come on now, you know what I'm saying? That right. Even when I was Dr. coming Howard up, this was Howard Green, yeah, uh, <laughs> Doctor Champion was there. Come I mean, on now, around. but this, <laughs> this stuff was normal back then, and then through the eighties, somehow you had to leave, and, and and it ain't somehow. It wasn't just that. See, there's something bigger here too. Come on, it, was, is, it wasn't is. just that these people decided. I don't want to be here. I want to go live uppity, right? It's because their places became unsafe, right? right. And then, why did they become unsafe? When we talk about in the seventies, when I was coming up, dentists and the doctors, you could walk down to where you need to Come go. Come on, right? And in the eighties, that disappeared. What happened in eighties? Crack cocaine, things right. like that. See, now it gets a little bit deeper. Oh, it and, does. Than what's on the surface. You you are dealing with a world here, right? You're dealing with a world here, and and so. It's 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 two sides of two coins, and it becomes problem. It's like the story I told you about the coworker I have, who when the guys came to shoot, we yeah, shooting up at the job, and, and I like ran, that guy when he ran away. He ran, he ran for his life because the guy ran into the building who was having a shootout right. with this other guy ran into the building and he ran out of the building running away from him. When this guy who was at work doing a job, doing at work job. doing a job, when he ran away from the guy with the gun that was the shooter. When he heard the police, he stopped and ran back towards the shooter because he's afraid the police would think he was in it and shoot him.
2: Situation right? of ambiguity. Exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. So that's a place.
0: That's a bigger problem. That's, that's, a, problem that's a big too. problem. But it's, we have to address all of those issues. Mm-hmm. Holistically. See, right, because the problem is we're not addressing any of them. You so know how I'm do saying? we
1: do that? So I know we talked about youth violence. So when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to get back into that. So how do we address this issue and all the layers that go with it.
0: You're right. All right. I look forward to that. We'll be
1: <laughs> We'll be right. Hey, it's Nikki Gates. And if you want to stay in the loop with 901 Voices and Votes podcast, brought to you by 118 Media, catch us on Spotify or follow us on our website and hear the latest episode at www.901voicesandvotes.com. Like, follow, and share our podcast.
3: We're back with 901 Voices and Votes. I'm Brother Jet. I'm Nikki G. And I'm Kelly D. Powered so, by 118 Media.
1: So before the break, we were talking about, uh, we were starting to get into youth violence and what's going on in our city. But before we do that, uh, Darrell, I would like for you to go back and just kind of tell us, how did you get started with Heal 901?
2: Uh, Heal 901 comes from me taking my pain and turning my pain into power. Um I have family members. Uh, one of my uncles died before I was born, and I, just hearing this story, he was tragically murdered trying to rob a gas station. A mm. uh, gas station owner shot his head, uh, shot him in the face with a 12 gauge shotgun oh, post asking okay. funeral. Uh, his brother went to avenge his death and ended up doing 30 years inside of the state penitentiary. Uh, my other uncle uh, exca- tried to escape all of that by going into the military. And he came back home, decorated war veteran. He was teaching the lady how to uh, drive 18 wheelers that was going through the mountains in Virginia. She freaked out, let go of the wheel, triggered his PTSD. Uh, he takes control of this 18 wheeler, gets him the de- to their destination safely. But now his PTSD is triggered. She's never seen him in this state, don't know how to interact with him. We get him a hotel inside of Richmond, Virginia. He walks to a gas station to buy a beer, cracks the beer on the way back, uh, and that was a public intoxication charge, which should have been a misdemeanor citation, but due to the fact that his uh, state, his mental state, he was incarcerated. Uh, he oh, was wow. beat to death in jail by jailers in Richmond, Virginia, in 2009. Um, so from that, you know, I just immediately lost, uh, coming from a single parent home, I lost one of the most influential males in my life. So I immediately just started helping young men any way that I could. You need a ride to work. You need some pampers for your baby because you about to rob somebody because you need some diapers and your baby mama giving you a hard time. Your mama done put you out, you Mm -hmm. know, all those things that come with that. And I was just like, you know, I got to do something. And one day on Memorial Day, you know, I was actually grilling for my family and a guy called me and tell me you got robbed. And. I'm like, okay. I try and go in the community and be the mediator, peacemaker. Like, hey, let's get this done. And the guy who I'm trying to talk to is no longer there, and he's just like, "Hey, man, I just want to get away from here, man. Can you take me somewhere?" I'm like, "Where you trying to go, man? He's like, I just want to go to East Memphis. Where? He's like Kirby and Winchester? Well, hey, I live at Ridgeway and Night Arnold. That's right around the corner. Uh, so when I go, take him to this apartment complex. He sees the guy who actually robbed him taking out the trash. And I'm like, hey, bro, stop right here. Sit in my car. Let me talk to this guy. You know, I don't need y'all to talk right now. Tension is high. And uh, the guy who he was coming to see was actually running across the parking lot with a gun in his hand. Mm-hmm. So the guy who I'm talking to and engaged with, you know, and we're having a conversation. And he throws the trash at me and hits me. And the guy chases him with the gun and hit him. And next thing you know, I'm in between all three of these guys. And I'm like, stop. And the guy who was in my car is looking at me with a gun in my face said, get the- out of the way. And at that moment, I turned my back. I hear 16 shots. I'm working as an office manager at a dentist's office in East Memphis. I'm making roughly 70, $60,000, $70,000 a year at the age of 24, 25. And two days later, police pull up at the dentist's office and arrest me for first-degree murder. Wow. Uh, I, went to, I was admitted into two mental hospitals here. I was admitted into Crestwind and Lakeside because I couldn't understand how do you do everything right. And end up in a situation like this but because of situational ambi- ambiguity, you know, I'm perceived as the big black guy. So, therefore, you had to have some type of involvement wow. in this type of crime. Yeah, man, that cost me $80,000 to buy my freedom. And from that moment on, I was just like, hey, you know, it, I really lost it. Like, literally, I checked out at Crestway my wife well, don't even like me talking about this. I flatlined doing the assessment. To where they rush me to the hospital. I wake up in the hospital room with my mom, my dad, uh, my stepmom, uh, my aunt, my wife, and her mom all in this room. And uh, for me, only thing I remember is that in this moment of darkness, in this moment of not being here, hearing everything, but can't move, I just remember it, it, the voice came to me if you had one more chance of life, what would you do? Mm. And I said, I'm gonna go heal 901. I'm gonna go make my city a better He'll place lie. for future generations. Wow. And from that moment on, like I came out, and this has been my plan. So, I, you know, they say to be successful, you have to want this as bad as you want to breathe. That's true. Well, I've been without breath, and this is what gave me my breath back. So, I do this all day, every day. I work from eight o'clock in the morning, sometimes to 11 o'clock at night, you know, out engaging my community to make a difference in our future.
1: Wow, that's a powerful story. So that how, is powerful. So how long has your organization been around?
2: Uh, we uh, were originally founded in 2018. 901-2018, we actually had our lunch event inside of Winbridge Park out here in East Memphis, man. We're right around the corner from where, you, where we're sitting right now. Uh, so this, this is a very uh, uh, full circle moment for me.
0: So awesome. so I'm assuming you actually live here in, because you said something about Knight Arnold and... Ridley, right. Right. most definitely. Like that. Okay, That's where I originally was
2: living. Then I left uh this area and I moved out to Cordova. And recently I just moved back into the inner city. I moved back into White Haven. I live right around the corner from King Gate Apartment, right around the corner from New Horizon. I live right around the corner from where it's going down. And the reason that I did that because of that thing we were talking about earlier, black flight. Mm. My babies need to see a professional who's willing to come back. Right. And if no one else is willing to do it, I am. Mm.
1: I love it kind
3: of kind of the the trip I took. I live in this community um, and proud to live in here. I live in Germantown um, and I've put a basketball goal in front of my house. Right, uh, some of the older kids done tore down now, but I got I'm gonna get another one. That's um, your
0: brother. That was your brother-in-law.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: no, but you know, no. his cousin
0: in there, man. It was his cousin. Yeah. Yeah. It was his brother-in-law, yeah. jameson Yeah. So
1: so Darrell, real quick, I want to uh, get back on task. Now that you have this going on, Heal 901, we saw you on the news. You're talking about a program that you're going to bring to the Memphis community alongside the Shelby County Health Department, right? Most definitely. So can you talk about that and tell us, like, how does that look and how you plan to roll that out?
2: Most definitely. Well, we went through the management training and the technical training for uh, this new program. It's called Heal 901 Cures. Hill one Cures, mm-hmm. uh, because it's a partnership with the Shelby County Health Department. We're now looking at gun violence as a public health issue. And we're looking at it the same way the world looked at coronavirus. When it came out that it was an issue that needed to be addressed, and we got to do something about it now, that's the way the Shelby County Health Department is looking at gun violence. There is a uh, devalue of life that's taking place inside of the inner city, so where people are not valuing lives anymore.
0: Can you speak to the point? What, what are they saying about that? I'm interested to hear that study. Because... Um,
2: It is so normalized because of social media, Mm -hmm. Um, the amount of crime that you see. Like, I I hate to bring up this brother right now, but it's it's imperative. Takeoff, the same situation with takeoff. Do you know how that – The rapper. The rapper takeoff on the media. Just look at how that circulated, though. Not only him, but just look how that circulated around the media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You saw an actual human laying on the ground. And someone filmed it. Deceased. Someone is... Right. Multiple people, not someone. Yeah. Everybody who was in the vicinity, a lot of those individuals had cameras up. You know, they were documenting. Thank God for those who document. Because we need someone that be able to have some of this stuff on record to be able to go back and decipher and see what happened. But in our honesty, just imagine how many children saw someone who they looked up to right. on the ground mm-hmm. dead. And you can continuously see this. And now it's to a point that this story is following online. So... What we're saying is that life, our young people are losing their life at a rather rapid rate, and they're involved in it.
0: Well, and I know that opens up a whole lot of doors when you say that. Yes, sir. You know, when we're talking about social media, are we blaming it on social media? Are we blaming it on parents? Are we blaming it on education, environment, and all the other things? that?
2: Can you say it's a combination of it all?
0: Yes, I can. Uh, because I am
2: gonna be, I told you, I am gonna be frank with you, so it's all of it.
0: I am gonna be honest, with and you. I don't view it as blaming. It's the, it's
3: what you got access. I to, didn't say blaming. As
2: far as the witness I didn't say guy me. laying
3: on the street dying
0: and things like that, I didn't say blaming. I didn't mean or that like in, that. landing in the club, all these things are a <laughs> contribute to that, and like like a lot a lot of times, I get a lot of flack because I say music promotes a lot of that. But the, I know. Hold on, before y'all get there, music is one of the several liberal arts right? Mm-hmm. It plays a part in that. Music plays a part in your life no matter how you do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's all of it. Well, I, w- I want to hear the pushback too because I used to have the pushback too,
3: but I do agree with that as well. Um, but the problem doesn't, isn't anchored in music and it doesn't lie. Didn't say me. that. I know, I know. I'm just saying, but I want to hear the brother's
2: uh, commentary on that as well. Uh, when it comes to music, uh, I tell anybody who's in the music industry, uh, just know that you're going to play in the devil's living room. Mm. Booyah, and the reason Michael. that i say that <laughs> the reason that i say that lucifer was a minister of music uh-huh. so therefore when god told him that you can kick them out of heaven and send him here to seek and seek, seek who can he can devour what tool can i use to be able to get into the ears the minds the hearts of the masses outside of the tool that i know that i was using already which was music. Right. So, once again, the problems that we have, if you look at the problem holistically and you take ourselves out of the equation and look at it for simply what it is, looking at history, looking at the Bible, I'm telling you, if you want to, my acronym for the Bible, he only left you basic instructions before leaving earth. These are the basic instructions you need to be able to navigate life without problems. Point blank, period. Booyah. So, understanding that, I understand what I'm looking at. So, when you're talking about this devil's living room, hmm. hey man, that's what it is. So... These sounds that they use, the words that they use, all of this Mm -hmm. is scientific proven to be able to affect you mentally in a certain way. It's the power of the subconscious mind. So now we're feeding this into our children so subconsciously they're acting this way without no control. And when I tell people about the subconscious mind, that's the mind that controls your blinks. That's the mind that controls your heartbeat. That's the mind that controls your lungs. So understanding that these things function without you telling it to if you allow something to get in your subconscious you will in turn be able to function in this way being programmed to do such without having no control.
0: And television does the same thing. It's called programming. It's uh, called right, paid programming. programming. That's it. Yeah. And, I That's studied,
3: and I studied, I studied both uh, television and film and, and the history of music. And, and you're right. Television does the same thing. Uh, you can't watch a television show, especially cartoons and kids' television shows right now without them changing scenes in just a few seconds, colors, scenes, colors, you know, that's why these churches... sensory. That's why yeah, sensory. Mm-hmm. The 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 natural the natural things, right? And and the music, that's the reason why you get the Bulgarian church where they don't use music because they believe music interferes with their message, prayer to God, praise to God. That's why you get the hum hum. hum. And but the <laughs> black church and, and, and where music and drums originated from believe that the music enhanced your church. If you listen to music, it can it changes your heartbeat and things like that. It's it just depends on what it's used for and what it's coming from, but that's how it gets into you. I think you alluded to it. Right. It's not drugs, but as you taking it instead of taking it intravenously, you're taking it basically sixteen bars at a time. Most
2: definitely. because it's getting into you. So watch this. When you're talking about that coin, uh that the music piece, just understand that there's good and evil in everything. Oh, right, yeah. So, it, you know, on the other side of the corner, I'm a member of the Church of Christ. And if you understand the traditional churches of Christ, they are totally no instruments whatsoever. At well, all. I'm the percussionist at church. Mm-hmm. I, we don't use instruments. I make drum sounds with my mouth. Like, literally, we are doing this differently. Mm-hmm. And because music does mean something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and those drums, going back to our African roots, yeah, those were r- used in religious ceremonies, those drums. So, therefore, you got to realize somebody can take your own history that you don't know and be able to use it against you. Because naturally, you're going to respond to this because it's exactly. ingrained it in your DNA. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know your history, I can use your history against you on a daily basis to be able to continuously do what I need to do. A wise man once said in a song, uh, one of these songs, you know, we're talking about songs. So, mm-hmm. y'all yeah, remember this guy called Bobby Woman? Well, yeah. yeah. It was a song called, uh, across across 110th Street, right? You know it. Alright, so in that song, he said one of the lines that really powers my life to this day. He said, okay. There's a family on the other side of town to catch hell if it wasn't a ghetto around. Mm. Somebody's profiting off of the people in the Better position know. that can they I are get, in. Can I get an Amen and See,
0: y'all a Y'all start some stuff? <laughs> y'all gonna start some stuff right there? Okay. Y'all
1: gonna start some
0: now, stuff? Now he said
1: he said exactly what I've been saying. See, there's profit in being poor. Well, I said it on one of our shows before. I said it's money and poverty. And it, it, there, there's billions and billions and billions and man, billions I dig? Can I dig deep?
2: If we're going to do this, let yeah, me go let's, ahead. Let's I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. It. I'm going to get in trouble.
1: We might get, all get, get, in listen, listen, <laughs> listen, we get in trouble. Hey, listen, listen,
2: listen. We got to understand. No, you ain't saying nothing about hey, listen, certain people yet. Uh, so I'm get, about to get there. Get in trouble. Hey, it's one of them situations where when we're talking about the pain that are uh, inflicting inside of the inner city. Just remember that, you know. We can go back in history, and, and I don't want nobody to say that I'm being anti-Semitic whatsoever, but I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> uh, we got to understand that Hitler did say that I would be the cause of the Third World War, even in my demise. He said, because of what I'm doing to these people, once everybody realized why Jews were being persecuted the way they were, that's because he saw them whitewashing black people history with their own faces. So he put them in concentration camps. A concentration camp says that I put you in a limited in a confined area with a limited amount of resources. You will begin to, to kill yourself Ghetto. for survival. Ghetto. So watch this. Word. But watch this, though. <laughs> the same thing that was the plight for one man. He has now taken that pain and inflicted on another man. That's right. So therefore, when you look at these apartment complexes where we see most of our crime being harbored and these complexes are not owned by people who live in Memphis. They're not by owned by people who have any interest in Memphis. It's a lot of Jewish individuals who own these apartment complexes who yep. get big government checks at the beginning of every month.
1: Come on now,
2: for these individuals to live in here, they're gonna not fix anything inside these apartments. A lot, of some, some of these. Let me watch my words. Some of these apartment complexes are mold infested, uh, rodents. Um, it's a lot of apartment complexes inside the city limits that should be condemned.
3: And while yep. you're trying to do your work. Hills. Hill 901. 901. That's a lot of these babies are getting exposed to mold,
2: bad diets, and things. Lead like that. up. And, and that's a lot up. of work you got to, you got, that's got to be But just happened. understand that there's somebody else pain they have now inflicted on another group of people, and then we see them and they're profiting off the pain of African Americans. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm. It always has. But the problem with, and,
2: and other issues. And that's not all Jews. I'm, I'm, let me say that. That's not all Jewish. I'm, I'm not talking about an entire religion. We're talking about actual history here. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if you go read, you will see all. All of these things that I'm saying are factual. Yes, they are.
1: So let me ask a question real quick. So, Hill 901 cures. What impact will they have on the Memphis community?
2: I'm looking at holistically dealing with this problem. You're, How talking, so? you're talking about somebody who who has. As y'all heard from my humble beginnings, man. This is is something that I've been around all of my life. I had my I, first time I had a gun pulled on me. I was seven eight years old walking home from church. My goodness. Just being honest, my cousin will never walk down that street again because of that. So just understanding that my my babies deserve a chance to live. Mm -hmm. And if nobody else is going to attack all of these systems, we're here on the one cures. It's not just stopping gun violence. just going out there. Hey, it's a mindset change. I have to let you see the value in yourself again. Because of your circumstances and your situations, you got to understand you're greater than that. The Bible says, Greater is he that is in me, that he that is that is within the world. Understanding that, like you said earlier, brother, if you are the church and your body is housing the temple, is is the temple. Mm. It's something inside of you, then, right? Mm -hmm. I have to realize and have a communication, a conversation with you so you can see what's inside of you and allow that to power you. And you got to get power over your subconscious mind, the things that you feed yourself. The Bible says it's not. That it's not what goes in a man that defiles a man, but what now, comes out okay. of a man. So therefore, I have to be able to listen to understand what my babies are going through. But on the same time, I have to decipher this information to let them know hey, this is how this is being used against you. And that's so, a why. Right. And so that's who, that's who are you
1: partnered with? Because I know, of course, this is not a job that you can do by yourself. Mm-hmm. Let's, right. let's so be real. For me, it's everybody has to play a part. Right? Everybody does. Okay.
2: And I I am urging everybody too. Right now, mm-hmm. it's me in the health department. The health department and curiosity. Global Cure Violence Global is the one who is we're getting all the information from on how to do this, how to address this situation. And that's how to, an
0: outside source from Memphis, right? Which the, is always
2: good, most definitely. So we bring them in, uh, they're the global leaders in gun violence prevention when I say wow. global mm-hmm. they are in New in, true. we can talk about the country they're all in New York they're in Chicago they're in uh, Detroit They. I was just in D.C. they have some spots in D.C. Okay. so just understanding that in the country there's somewhere everywhere but what you're talking about in Trinidad you're talking about in Honduras you're talking about in some of these third world areas to where I've been to these places where they tell you hey no you can't drive around here after dark because it will be a problem and these individuals go straight to these
1: areas well what about our listeners right so we have listeners listening to this podcast and even us as you know podcast hosts, how what role can we play? What can we do? How do we get on board? What are the tools? Are we gonna be trained? Can we be trained to do the work that you're doing? That's all say, it? Does she say we? We, 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 you know, collectively. We, mm-hmm. It no. takes us all. I got a mic. <laughs> <laughs> it hey. takes us all. You just said that, right? It, 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 Everybody does. has to It play does, a part. but
2: with this pilot program, there, we have to go through the training ourselves to see what works here. So okay. we're about to okay. start training our interrupters. I'm being honest, just finding individuals who want to do this work, that has been a difficult part. Like we're paying individuals, yeah. you don't have to have a college degree, you don't have to have a high school diploma. You don't have to have oh. a resume. You can be fresh out of jail, form a gang member, if you really want to make a difference in your city. I'm giving jobs at twenty dollars an hour starting up. Whoa! To be able to start, right. so That's I'm putting. Easy. So we're putting actual dollars in okay. your pocket, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are not ready to remove themselves from their life right? right. right. to right. be able to make that difference. right? Yeah. So therefore, it's the, the vetting process is the hard part. I
1: was just going to ask it's about that. It's the vetting that. process say, oh, and yeah. it's, it's
2: the background checks and thank God for my global partner who's able to help with that because the background checks I would do is nowhere near as extensive as they do. Right. Like these right. folks go back down and reading your cases, not just listening and say you've been to jail and say, okay, you ready? Right. No, no, no. Let's see what happened in this disposition. Let's see how this case was handled. Yeah. And when we see those things, we're able to address that. And, and you, have to,
3: you have to do that. I'm glad you mentioned that because you don't Want your place to become for a festival and recruitment. You know what I'm saying. You know, gang leaders will recruit police officers to go be. Police they do. Officers, you can
2: create they, a new gang. I didn't know that. Yeah, you, you can know. create a new gang you didn't because know that. if I put if I put <laughs> gang, if I put a, a former gang member on the streets and just give them money mm-hmm. and influence. Yeah. Man, that person could take this and actually do something else with this and we can have a new gang formed under Hill I don't one cares. See mm-hmm.
0: and, and that's the that's the part that I'm I'm interested in hearing how that plan ought with the plan and how it all rolls out.
1: Yeah. How it's implemented. How's it impl- What's the time if, if Who's looking at? Like is there right, like what's the, the timetable if, if you can share that.
2: The timetable is right now we're already in the thick of it. Like I'm working aggressively. Like when I tell y'all I'm out at eleven o'clock, I don't care if I ain't got no other interrupt. I'm out there by myself wow. Yeah, I'm really out in the projects by myself. Like Monday night I was out there to 1.30 in the morning.
0: Let me ask a question. I have to ask this question. Go ahead. What are you doing at this time of the night? I'm, I'm out here seeing what's going on. I'm being yeah. honest I'm going to be
2: asleep. No, I'm being honest. If criminals are out, I got to be out.
0: So, are you trying to, at this point, stop the crime? I'm trying to stop gun violence, and will we understand that gun?
2: That's on the police. Don't even do that because it, hmm. it take it, it's something that they can't do, guys. Right. So you're talking about <laughs> you got to be able to stop situations before they start to be able to do this. That means you got to be visible in the community. When you hear those arguments, what arguments lead to? Oh, yeah, yeah fighting. Exactly. What fight lead to? Killing. Shoot. So, therefore, we know that this is the is this is the method that this goes. So, where do you intervene it? In? You intervene at the beginning. Right. Like when the police get involved, they, man, it's they, after the fight, and we're taking, about to be a gunfire. They just take the state. They, at that point, it's they just
3: clean them. up the mess. Yeah, yeah
0: they right. just take the state. And, like and,
2: understand, and we got to also understand where we're at, at, at when we're talking about not only the city, but the county, the state, when it comes to law enforcement.
1: I'm curious. Do you have the support of the uh, Memphis Police Department?
2: This I have the support, and I have, and we love the MPD. But this program does not work with MPD. Okay, MPD got a job to do, and we got ours.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. right.
2: And MPD is already understaffed anyway. They're working aggressively to address their own issues. So when, when I was talking about that lawlessness piece, you're talking about MPD telling you they short on officers. You talking about the sheriff's office telling you they short on officers, mm-hmm. and recently because of those rape kits, we just found out that TBI is short on the people that they need. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about our local city government is short, our county government is short, and the state offices in our area is short. Guys, we're on the verge of almost having the national guards come in. We don't even see it. You know, oh, the, the writing is on the oh, I've been, been told. I've
0: been told. I've been told y'all that. <laughs> Uh, they probably should bring them in. Well, no, I'm We're not ready for that. We're not ready for that. We're not ready for that. Now, what I'm telling you now, you don't want that. You, no, not at all. Not at all. I'm not advocating not. for that in right. any way, shape, form, or fashion. Right. And, and now that's, now people, now I've been Come. in circles where people have called for that. But like I told them, you, I've been in those situations. I've been where you got, when, so they see soldiers on the street. You don't want soldiers on your public street.
2: Not at all. That ain't what soldiers do. Not unless they're right. going to deal with white rage. Yeah. That, that's, oh, it. Oh, right. that's, that's it. Right. Yeah. That. So that's that, a that's, a, that's of, the largest yeah. group of domestic terrorists right, right yeah. Now. That's a, yeah, that
0: is huge. But the problem is you do not want soldiers on your corners in your neighborhood. Martial law does not look like you think. It is not for a select group. It is for everybody. everybody. Uh, and People need to understand the Army is not Equipment. a doggone scalpel, and we're not equipped for that. We're made for killing. We are not here to keep the peace, it's no machete, matter what you may think.
3: Not a scaffold,
0: right? You need to go and <laughs> get the police yeah. officer, get you some pre- church leaders, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to get. Mm-hmm. They need to deal with your local business, not
1: the military. Well, if the handwriting is on the wall, as you said, it is. How, how do we avoid getting there?
2: You're not the community. Get out and do something about it. You start okay. policing yourself. They're not going to policing yourself. I'm the I am. Well, you are. But and, the, and, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of people just like y'all. That means Kelly got to get out the bed instead me at that time. Listen, just listening to y'all, y'all want to be involved. I understand it. Yeah. Everybody is asking me, you know, does. how do we get involved with this type of work? Honestly, right now, we're at the beginning stages of doing something great. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I just ask people to pray for me and pray for my family.
1: Absolutely. Because
2: I just want y'all to understand that I had to have a real conversation with my wife. Uh, in this line of work that I'm doing, I'm frontline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm before yeah. your police. I'm before security yeah. guards in these apartment complexes. You're in the mix. So which means that when you're in the mix, you can't get out of the mix. When you're talking about being a casualty, man, we just seen one of our ministers lose their lives. Um, you know in Whitehaven over a car you know what I'm saying like there is a, 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 a that devaluing, and respect right? of life yeah uh, Ms. Williams so, uh, so just understanding that just understanding what, what role I'm playing and I had to tell my wife you know baby I love you and I love my children I don't want you to think that I'm putting myself in danger just because but I'm doing this for my children to have a better future here. Mm-hmm. like somebody has to stop this problem my children are 3, 2, and 1 years old so I got some time before they're adults, and I got the time to work aggressively mm-hmm. right. to get this right. done. But just understand, if sure as a man lives, as sure as a man has to die, it's about what you're going to die for. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to die standing up for doing what's right and making Memphis a better place for future generations. That's my God. That's my job. God has placed me here to mm-hmm. do that. If everybody else is going to get their education degrees and run. I appreciate it. And when I bring up certain things, I don't want everybody to feel that I'm putting everybody inside of a box. Mm-hmm. But I do have to be honest and transparent about the issues that we have as a city. No, and we have to do that. That's, that's why what,
3: we don't get a lot of things done, because we try not
0: to say a lot of things. Yeah, right. we, we, <laughs> roll, we don't want to ruffle
2: feathers. Yeah. But I'm We're telling not, yeah. you, if you want something to change, you got to shake up a tree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right, you, mm-hmm. we just not honest about all the problems, and, that's, mm-hmm. and you're right about that. Then definitely you're right. If you don't like my peaches, don't shake my tree. <laughs> what you said? What you said? Don't steal none of me. Um,
3: <laughs> don't
2: steal none. And don't steal. Hey, please, though. I got two peach trees in my backyard. You know. <laughs> hey,
0: quick question for you: How do kids in the community get involved?
2: Kids in the community get involved by seeing those who were once influential about being part of the negative life by seeing them do something different. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. You have to change the narrative, and you got to change what our baby see. So just imagine if Ray Ray been out here gang banging, selling dope, and shooting folk for the last ten fifteen years. Ray Ray just got out of job out of out of jail after doing uh, ten years, and Ray Ray comes out, and now he's on some keep the peace. Right, man. What is wrong with Ray Ray? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Ray Ray didn't got it, he didn't got. It.
2: Man, man, Ray Ray done went to, hey, I'm telling you, Ray Ray done went to jail. You know, he went to Juma, he done went to every Juma. religious, mm-hmm. a religious service that you came in. It's for my Muslim brothers, man. Assalamu Uh, but you're just talking about all these, di- I mean, Muslim brothers, but you're talking about all these different religious sections that actually have church in jail. You'll be mm-hmm. surprised how many people get out of their cell just to go to church service. Cause right. you can't get out unless you're going somewhere, unless you got a program, unless you're going to work. So in that in the midst of that, they getting out just to get out some time out the cell, but it's something they are gonna happening. learn some. There's a change yeah, taking place. Yeah. Once again, it's about programming mm-hmm. with jail. You ain't watching the same shows that you was watching at home. You mm-hmm. ain't involved in Twitter and the music as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, watch these words as much because yeah, joking being on it. I, you know, <laughs> but, I thought he was in jail. Right? But understanding that that's a whole another problem because when you have people in jail who are able to still have street influence, that's a problem. Yeah. You told so me like what that, are the little kids coming
1: to you for? I'm just curious because you say you're out in the community. and those So one our babies is a little bit different. What do they
2: say Because I also do work inside of the community. Yeah. So I work inside of school. So I have a, a, a middle school program that was created by the Tennessee Department of Health that we use. It's called Shifting Boundaries, mm-hmm. which teach children healthy boundaries, how to establish boundaries in your life and it just so happened that I'm teaching this right after coronavirus so you're talking about when everybody had this six feet of space that they was loving now your six feet of space gone you really feel like hey man it's too much when people come around right Right. so just teaching (laughs) our babies that if you enjoyed that six feet of space you can still get it by setting boundaries in your own life and then teaching them how to respect other people's boundaries see a lot of our youth are using losing their lives over one word, and it's called disrespect. And they don't even know what the definition of respect sure is. Sure because no.
0: mm-hmm. people are always in your boundary, they are always in your space, right? Interfering in your
2: space. So then, outside of that, in high school, we have another program called Coaching Boys and Men and Athletes as Leaders. These programs were created by a company called Futures Without Violence, and they work with athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when when you're talking about working with athletes. It, I'm a former high school athlete. So you're talking about, I know for a fact that athletes are leaders in the school. They're leaders at church. They're the leaders in the community. Or should they're be. leaders at home. They are. They are. So just understanding. They that are. If, if yeah. I change the mindset, and we were talking about the court justice earlier. So if you're talking about changing the mindset of the athlete, now I can change the fabric of everywhere that this athlete go and where they lead. But the problem is, is the investment in getting these type of programs inside of all of the schools. So... Going into schools is difficult, right? So, what schools are you in right now? Currently, right now, I'm in Mace. I'm in Mace right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in Mace. That's, that's the
0: one downtown. Memphis yeah. Academy. Memphis, University oh, University that's right. Yeah, science and office. engineering. Oh, Popular.
2: No, it's off Jefferson. It's off Jefferson. It's up the street from my office. It's off Jefferson. Okay. It's, it's right off near the campus. It's right near Mississippi Boulevard. Right. Mississippi Boulevard Norman, actually Norman, allowed them to use the, some of their
0: spaces. Right. Norman's okay. Church. Is next, right? So the
1: kids they come to you, bring you different things yeah, like. Yeah. Something they heard or a situation oh, well, that's going listen, on, listen. and ask you to intervene. When these
2: babies find out there's somebody who's in, in their corner, mm-hmm. who really care, who they can hold, who, who they can hold accountable, and who's holding them accountable, that's different. So with our young men, all of our sessions end with one thing. I, I leave. I, you can't walk out my room without looking me in my eyes and telling. And I'm telling you, I love you.
0: Oh, that's powerful. And make a
2: yeah. God is love. Mm-hmm.
0: Quick question. You say it's difficult getting these schools right. You yes, see now. Now this is where I'm gonna have issue with people. At. Why is it so hard for you getting these? Don't schools? nobody want to pay for the work and politics.
2: Oh, 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 I know that for sure. Don't now. know what yeah. to say. And when I say politics, I, I, I'm, it's not the politicians. It's those who are sitting in the seats the who have the ability yeah. to make decisions and decide what comes in a school. Mm-hmm. The um, and you got to understand, we get mm-hmm. the largest education agency. Inside the state of Tennessee is right here. Yep. Yeah. And to get inside of this fortress. Two billion dollars. To get inside of this fortress is hard.
3: Well, they got all of our young
2: minds. But if if, if the education agency can only do so much because of their charters and the, the requirements through the state, mm-hmm. you have to have community stakeholders come in to do those extra things. Your education agency is not responsible for raising your children. That's But it. if your children have to be here. It's important for those who are in the community, who's trying to make a difference, to get in where the children gotta
0: be. What did I right. tell? What have I right. always told y'all? You get these because I'm a former teacher too. But they, what that happens is, you get the kid comes to school at whatever time, seven o'clock in the afternoon in the morning. Then he gets, out, he's there for eight hours, right? Mm-hmm. If the kid is there for two third or one third of the day in out of his life five days a week, why are we not bringing the resources? To the school, that's where you got the kid at all the time. I've always said that, and never understood that.
2: That's because the education system doesn't allow such. You have a curriculum that you have to. Teach, this is true. And you have there's a strict window. But you um, just
0: said something. But you well, you said the same thing that I said earlier. You your problem is bigger than that.
2: Man, I have to be so creative with the way I get in schools. Like I just want y'all to understand, this is not just somebody saying, "Hey, come on in." All right, cool. Hey, let me reach because having children stay after school now, you have given them an option.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Most of them gonna opt to leave. That's right. So understanding that, I have created it just like we do in the business where we have lunch and learns, right? Yep. So I do lunch and learns with the babies.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and see, and that's, that's a smart. Good thing. That's, that's smart. smart. That's a good way in. Let's
2: but, bring some hot wings. Let's bring some pizza. Let's bring some. Jimmy but you know what? Let's we talked about this like
1: also them. on another show that in Memphis. I'm not originally from Memphis, but go. I, you know, I I will say it all the time. I learn very quickly. It's not what you know; it's who you know. In Memphis, so getting into a school, you know, and getting your program into a school, if if they like you and you got the right connections, you can get in there, right? Because we we've seen it happen. That's being real. Be- I, I know people that have been able to get their programs in there and not really hitting on nothing. I, just I, be real.
2: So you, you, I agree with that, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but I'm I'm not known. Yeah, don't nobody know me. I'm, I'm just a young dude who out here who trying to mm-hmm. make a difference. And I'm, I'm but because of you are about to be a threat. Watch this. Because well, after
3: of, this joint release, everybody's gonna be because of,
2: because watch <laughs> this, no, but because of who I am and what's in me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, you can't tell me now. My dad told me I'm supposed to go do this, and I ain't talking about Gary Wayne Cowan, who's my earthly father. What? My dad has sent me on a mission. Right. And there is no stopping me, guys. So every time you tell me no, I'm finna to go to the next person. Listen, I gotta treat it just like you treat anything else. There is no door that's gonna close in my face.
3: What's the word? Woman, do you know? That have to be about my father's business, <laughs> most definitely,
2: most definitely. <laughs> yes, and if you yes. tell me don't no, don't mama that. Watch don't it, hit, watch it, that. but watch mm-hmm. it. Even, even, uh, even then, what did Jesus say when the people turn you away? Hey man, it's not for me to go back and forth with you and expose what I'm going through. Right. Mm-hmm. My daddy told me, hey, shake the dust of the ground over from that person's, mm-hmm. away uh, uh, of that space, away from your feet. Yes. Uh, shake, shake that dirt and keep on moving, and I will deal with them accordingly because you disrespected my child who I sent. So I understand that when 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 God is work really working on you and working in you and through you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, yeah, I, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the nose now because I know my daddy got it on the back end. I enjoy the nose. That is the
1: whole statement. Yes, the whole statement. I'm for the
0: still. I'm for the still. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. on Facebook? I'm for the right. post.
2: That. Go ahead. Hey, go go post you. You. I enjoy the nose. I'm
1: not in Facebook jail, jail,
0: right? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not in jail. But <laughs> I think
1: more people should have that attitude because, honestly, that was something I saw very early on. Just, you know, being here, it's not what you know. It's who you know.
2: Right, and you I'm get, I'm getting into the who's. unfortunately I'm, I'm getting into the who's, but I don't play politics exactly. You, you know, like everybody asks me what 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 party am I with? A Demopublican? <laughs> the, the, dem- a Demo- I'm a Republican I've <laughs> hey. gangbanged before, so understand it. Like you're
1: what? I'm a
2: Democrat, which means that the largest gang inside of America is the Democrats and Republicans. Uh-huh, to be honest, uh-huh. so therefore, with that being said, I don't pick sides. I I, I judge people by the heart of man. I there don't care is. what your color is. I don't care what party you are from. You're not gonna divide me red or people blue like that. blue. You hear me? That's the same thing. Essence is the same. Look, it,
3: look, anybody, anybody that has the most guns and the most power and the least compassion. That ain't, That's the definition of gangsterism and thuggery. Well, I don't care if you're a so America, Democrats or Republicans, <laughs> Democrats Republicans, crips of blood. I don't care what it is. But most definitely. It's, it's most definitely. Game. So I
2: understand that that, that mm-hmm. uh, understanding that I call myself a Democrat. Republican. I have friends who are Republicans. I have friends who are Democrats.
0: Because uh, you I got work. I just you got work. Mm-hmm. Got work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean th- that is that was one of the things. You know, I wanted to know what schools you're working with. Um, I'm going to you know, get to some
2: more schools soon, but right now I'm just in Mace. Uh, I'm, I am in communication with Memphis, Shelby County Schools. I just want to let you all know out that because of the, the search for superintendent and things of that nature, it's pushing other things back as well. Sure. And it's about yeah. the money that it's going to cost. You're talking about the investment that you're going to have to invest in this. Like right now, I'm going to do it for free. Like I've done, I started off doing going in schools for free. Mm-hmm. Like, but I can't keep my, my family. MLG and W don't take a free check just because I'm Come on, going you there. already know. So <laughs> understanding that, understanding that just okay. to get into a hundred high schools doing this type of work that our city our county our school system has to be willing and ready next school year to make this investment because while i'm doing this inside of the community stopping this gun violence in the community i gotta be raising leaders inside of the school so my problem is not consistently getting bigger so just understanding how i'm holistically trying to do this okay i just need support
0: all right is there anything else that you would like to share with us
2: uh or you share with our audience what I would like to share with the audience is don't give up hope on Memphis. Memphis. Don't give up hope on the 901. We are the 901, and it needs all of us to make this a better place for future generations. You can check us out. Uh, if you want to know I about Hill answer. 901, I got you. You can you can look <laughs> us up on Instagram. We're here underscore 901. Here underscore 901. Uh, or Heal901 underscore I can't remember what my social media person done did but is we on there Heal901 <laughs> yeah. for sure uh, on Facebook uh, we're Heal901 as well uh, we have a website it's www.heal901.org that's H-E-A-L 901.org uh, did I'll he just s- put the radio voice on? Right? yes he, he did, did. He, right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I
0: mean, he went from the sermon voice to the
1: to radio, radio to voice radio baby
2: <laughs> he did that it's so all good it, it's just one of those things Please, man. check us out and, and support us We do have now I do have an event that's coming up on, in January the, this is our first time doing this it's called the Cultivating the Minds of Young Leaders Gala when oh, that nice. and it's going to be on January 27th I have the wonderful Miss Cynthia Daniels helping power this event we're going to be at the Cadre it's, it, it's a nah. fundraising event okay. because for this work to go on I have to raise money just like a church do. So therefore, I got to be out here every week mm-hmm. trying to get some funds to be able to, to fund this type of work. Oh, yeah. So when the government doesn't pay and you, we're talking about the issues, I need the donations of the people who are tired of this system to make a difference. Also, Giving Tuesday is coming up. So we're asking everyone in the 901 on Giving Tuesday yes. to give in increments of nine. So what that means is you can give $9.01. You can give $90.10. You can give $901. You can give $9,000 and 10, $9,010, however you want to. Do your nine hundred one. Just right. make sure you do it. uh You can also mail your checks. I know we got a, 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 a audience that like to mail checks. Yeah, we're gonna say that too. Right. So <laughs> our address is thirty three eighty five Airways Boulevard. We're inside of the Airways Professional Center Suite number two hundred four, not two hundred one, two hundred four, uh, Memphis to the C three eight one one six.
1: All That's right. awesome. That's amazing, Darrell. Thank you so much for being our guest on the show today. I, I You spit it. mad knowledge, so if I'm glad it was mine. I hope they just go back here and uh, re-listen, <laughs> just re-listen. So Kelly, we need you to get out the bed and get out there and help Darrell and Jet join Ooh. in. I, I, Kelly said, I don't know. He ain't, he ain't gonna be able to. do Hey man, we'll get enough We're sleep work.
2: when we did, man. We got to work oh, now. My That's Something
1: like <laughs> that. We got to work now. That is something. That, we, that, we need you now, man. So, um. Good. Good. I was just going to ask any closing words you want to give to the audience.
2: Uh closing words is like I said just just don't give up on the city and don't give up on me. Uh just understand that I I'm I'm a layperson, which means I'm not a epidemiologist, I'm not a criminologist, I'm not a social worker, I'm a man who lives in the 901 who is doing everything to make a difference. So don't count me out. Yeah. Help me out. We appreciate Don't you. count me out, help me out. The man of the community. I love it. No, for
3: uh,
1: 901,
3: love it. he's the man.
0: Yeah, the yeah, mic. say that right, man. No, man no. No. No, like no, no, our Safe no, Bars man.
2: program, where we go inside the bars and teach other bar staff signs of sexual assault and human trafficking. That is our motto. Say something, yeah,
0: man. Say something, man. And we got to start saying something. Yeah. Man, man, I know we man. Kelly is blown away. No, no, no. <laughs> Kelly, I know I'm coming back, Kelly. I will come back. Thank you call me,
2: it. Kelly. I'm coming.
0: I appreciate that, too, because. I looked at your website, and there was so much other stuff on there, too, and I didn't even get a chance to get to that part because we were talking about the youth bonds. But we'll, we'll get back to that. We're going to come back and get all of that. We, I got you. We got that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, uh, let's take us out, Jet, with the questions, and let's do it. Get three questions. Okay. At the end of every show,
3: for our first-time guests, we all, I always have three questions that now, I You're I not going to get this the second time. I, I, <laughs> right, I, I have three questions. No, it's the only first-time guests. I have three questions that I always ask my first-time guest, and these questions allow our audience to get to know our guests very, very, very intimately. My fire away, Jet. Let's go. Right, without having to ask intimate questions. Okay. <laughs> All right. First question is, what is your favorite Book and/or author. Oh, hold, ho one second, one second. I have a caveat to all these three questions too. You can't say any of your own works, and you can't say the Bible. Okay.
2: All right, cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Not
3: because I'm an atheist, because the
2: Bible would be my answer. most. He's an atheist. Oh uh, man. I, I mean, y'all, man, you can't ask me nothing like that because I got a lot of books in my head. So you're talking about? Can I give you two? Can I give you two? You can give me two. Cool. Uh, let's say, uh, behold, the pale white horse. Oh. And the other one would be bleeding out. Bleeding Out is by William A. Batten and it talks about gun violence in the community mm. uh, and how it is a public health issue. So, uh, just read that book, that brother's publication, and I promise you, you, you'll see the work that I do.
3: Good stuff, good stuff. And the pale white horse, many people don't know. Uh, and that's a powerful. Danny book. Glover featured that in his "This Is America" video. He had that horse running through the background. People didn't know what that symmetry was. Uh, question number two. Let's go. What is your favorite television show and/or movie? <sighs>
2: All right, so you're talking about a dude who really don't watch television, okay? I, I, because I understand the programming, but you got one. I, uh, man, I got some. So if you want to tell me what I watch for mindfulness, mm-hmm. that's what I call television mindfulness. Sports, okay? Sports, and the, mm-hmm. and and the reason being, uh, and, man, I take that back. Discovery Channel. I really love Discovery okay. Channel. You cannot lie to me about this line that just chased down this gazelle and ate it. You did not lie to me about <laughs> that. That was actual, yeah. I saw that. Like, so I, I watch programming that you can't lie to me about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> I love it. So when you're talking oh, about yeah. me, I love Discovery Channel, uh, National Geographic, uh, mm-hmm. Life Low Zero, anything that man, you got to be out here, out here, I'm into that. So That's let's show. go. That's All the right.
0: show right there, Life Low Zero. <laughs> All
2: right. prepar- I see what you're preparing for, man.
0: Oh,
3: Question number three. Yes, sir. If I wanna go out there and hop in your ride right now, pop in your CD, MP3 player, whatever, whatever, whatever you do it with, uh, what am I gonna be listening to? When I turn that engine, what's gonna pop on? Bow, big crit.
1: All right now.
3: Who? I'd like to diverse big who? crit. Uh, he said- you, know, yeah,
2: like, you gotta well, listen to uh, you like some it. big crit, you know, you yes. got don't know how who big crit yes. and side, prince yes. is but you gotta come on with it. So you, see, I see, see. It's a, it's a, it, when we talking about the devil living room I just want you. To, it's other side of that coin. Mm-hmm. So on the other side, man, we got some holy artists out here big doing. Big, big crit, crit. Krit, K R I T, and the uh, K R I T stand for King Remembered in Time. Mm, okay. On, okay, let's go. Now. Let's go. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know me. I man, bury me and go, man. Go look for <laughs> that one. Bury me and go. That's my yeah. favorite. Cause,
3: bury cause, me and go. What people have to realize was when Lucifer was the metaphor for music, he wasn't up in heaven doing the dirt. Yeah. Right. That, ha- that happened here. Yes, sir. It's two sides of that coin. Yeah, it could yeah. work either yeah. way. It could work either way. Appreciate you. All right. Those are my three questions. And I appreciate you for coming on. And until next time. Man, I appreciate it, man. <laughs>
0: that dude can't, he broke it. That's what I'm
2: Hey, y'all know it's number love in here for all of you all, yes. man. I appreciate the invite. I appreciate being here. There's nothing like 901 voices and votes. Man, y'all make sure that y'all listening to this podcast. If you want to be in the know, this is what I call not only what the black people need to know, but what the 901 needs to know.
0: Hey, right. man. Man, that's, a, that's like a mic drop, right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came drop. We, didn't have to be <laughs> we didn't have to for a drop.
1: <laughs> See you next week.
0: All right, and you've been on Nine Hundred One Voices and Votes podcast, brought to you by One Eighteen Media.
1: This has been a One Eighteen Media production.